0: Welcome back to Rural Queensland today, Friday morning, the 19th of January, and it's my great pleasure to have the member for the Nango, Deb Frecklington, joining us this morning for the first time in 2024, and she has some more roles, uh, obviously looking after water, but she joins me this morning. Deb, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us.
1: Good morning, Dobbo. Good morning, listeners.
0: You have a couple more titles now, um, which I think is, you know, pretty fitting considering um, the level of exposure you've had in politics and what you know, and this year being so important.
1: Yeah, look, I've been also appointed on top of water, regional development, and manufacturing. I'm also now the shadow minister for energy and cost of living, which are two of the biggest Huge. issues in Queensland. You know, I mean, there's nothing greater, no greater topic at the moment than cost of living. You know, I've spent uh, the first couple of weeks of this year traveling around, trying to get around the state. I've just come back from Cairns where, you know, I mean, they've, you know, they've been hit with that horrendous storm, threats of more storms coming. But, um, you know, and they have got these huge electricity bills. Electricity bills have gone up by, you know, up to 30% in some cases. Uh, And it's just crippling Queenslanders. You know, I mean, I know there's a lot of talk about the fruit and veg prices and everything. And, you know, my my thought on that, Dobbo, is we've got to make sure we're giving the farmers a fair go there and not just, you know, um, crippling them once again.
0: The big thing out of it, and Patrick Hutchinson flagged this earlier this week cost of living is so important. But it seems to be supermarkets have been, you know, they've been to blame. But if they cut their price, then that flows onto the farmers. Well, that's a negative effect on everybody. So there has to be some sort of open book policy where everybody shows what they are earning, where the money's going. Because the way I see it, and and you know this and you live and breathe it every day, uh, Deb, is that the graziers, the fruiterers, uh, the growers, the grain growers, they're not making the money at the moment. They're nowhere near. With the costs. And so wherever the margin is, it needs to be, but it can't be passed on to the farmer. You're dead right.
1: Yeah, look, and you've you've also got to make sure that, you know, and this is what I've been saying all week about, you know, our new Premier Miles who, you know, what I've been saying is this guy needs to, it's all well and good to do a phone hookup with the big supermarkets and that's a good step and I'm not going to knock that. But what I would be saying to him is how about he concentrates on a couple of things and pull the levers that he can concentrate on, like fixing our roads so our truckies don't have to charge as much because they're not breaking down as much. How about they give affordable water to our irrigators? Or in some cases, how about they even provide water, uh, you know, with the dams and the water releases that we've been screaming for at affordable prices? And how about we have a look at getting Calliard C power station back online so it can start driving down those prices again? I mean, this is a power station that's been out of, well, C3 has been out of action. That's collide there near Biloela, which has been sure. out of action for 972 days. And in what day and age is that acceptable for a critical piece of, you know, baseload power supply um, being offline for that amount of time? You know, it, it's unbelievable. And that's what the things, the other things that the Premier should be concentrating on uh, but instead, he's just looking for a headline. I mean, it's it's not good enough to say he hasn't been in there for the last nine years as the Premier's deputy. He's actually been sitting around the same cabinet table making the same decision, and this is the same old government that's just full of crisis.
0: I absolutely agree with you, and I, um, he, he has been a party to some of the decisions that have been made. Um, we understand... You know, now they're backpedalling like crazy on the Gabba. The Olympics is looking more and more shaky as the days go on. We're going to obviously unpack that in the next couple of weeks as things come to light. They've they've got a former mayor who's now doing the inquiry into it. There's a lot of politicking and, and sort of bedding down things, but not a lot of action happening at this moment. Water is a huge issue, and you've been huge involved in it. We're going to talk to the CEO of Sunwater on Monday but the Paradise right. Dam fiasco has been nothing short of shambolic, Deb. Um, and now that area, the Bundaberg growing area, which is one of the food bowls of Queensland and Australia, they're at risk. They are at risk over a bungle up from the construction of the Paradise Dam till now, and now some water involved. They're following their legislation, and it is just a shamozle.
1: Yeah, look, it really is. And I, I I feel for the growers in the Wide Bay Burnout region who are looking to forward plan. They have been for years. You know, they just want to know what is the water um, that is going to come out of Paradise Dam. Now, we know that the government built this dam under Peter Beattie's reign. And then the only thing that the Labor Water Minister could come out in excuse was to blame the former Premier. Well, I'm on Peter Beattie's side on this one. He's saying, yep. I'll take full responsibility, but what have you jokers been doing for the last decade? I mean, at the end of the day, the buck stops with the government. What I want to know is how long have they known about this debacle? You know, they've reduced the dam wall down, but they've refused to let the growers in locally. They've even got a reference group locally that hasn't met for a long period of time. And that's, you know, that'd be a great question for Sunwater. But also, where is the minister on this? We need to know, how long the government knew about it? Why the cover up? And why did they come out just straight after Christmas when they were hoping people were on holidays? What yeah. they failed tried to do to is it. this is
0: tried to, yeah, bury, tried it. to
1: bury it, but yeah. this is one of the biggest issues for the Bundaberg and Wide Bay region. A, a region like you say, an incredible food bowl. It has the most amazing fruit and veg, tree crops, uh, and what they need is water security. That's their number one issue. Is water security, and yet they've already been fighting to have the dam wall raised again. The dam wall was ripped down in the middle of it, basically. Um, the farmers were told yeah. it was going yeah. to be taken down. I remember down, this. That I,
0: I, I, I remember that. engineers, yep. I remember covering this. And
1: it, but it, let's it, remember, that was 2019, Douglas. I? I mean, this has weeks. been going on for years under the Labor government.
0: It's a big year, politics-wise, and, and affordability and housing affordability. We, we are seeing countless people... Um, go without homes, there are, there's a housing shortage crisis. We're seeing it in the bush as well. I mean, you can only look at the front page of the Courier Mail today and Megan Scanlon um, is you know, under the spotlight over the Pinkham Bar fiasco. No one's still in there. This is and, – and I've been critical of government before – but they are not endearing themselves to the Queensland public because of the lies that they say. There is always an inquiry. There's always yes, we're getting on it, and there's never any results. And this is going on and on and on and on. And you want to talk about affordability? Well, you've got to have more houses. They don't build them. They don't have house, They don't have enough places and homes for the population here in Queensland. I don't know what what the answer is, Deb. And I understand it's an election year, but this thing is getting to the point. We're getting more and more homeless people in every single town. We're getting more and more people living in cars, more and more people who are desperate, yet there's no action being taken at all.
1: Yeah, look, Dobbo, it's simply because they've got the wrong priorities for Queensland. Like, at the end of the day, the Miles government, and it's got worse under the new Premier, is he is just running it by press release. Uh, Megan Scanlon's housing policy that she's been crueled over at the moment is a perfect example she goes out, she makes an announcement of $10 million. This week, she's announced she's bought a, a unit book or something for housing. Like this, they are just, it is a press release government that doesn't get, that it actually affects people on the ground. And the proof is in the pudding, and it's coming back to bite them. We've got a housing crisis. We've got a maternity crisis or, or a health crisis as well. Uh, we've got a crime crisis. All these issues they're not dealing with. But yet they just you know, expect to put a press release out and you know, go on radio or TV and say yeah. what a wonderful job they're doing. But at the end of the day, it's mums and dads and business owners who are trying to make a living that are actually feeling the pinch right at the moment. And when you look at the issues, you can often point back to the Labor state government as to what the problem is.
0: The member for Nanango, Deb Frecklington, joining us this morning. We're going to take a break, come back. This is Rural Queensland Today. You're with Ben Dobbin on the 19th of January.